Hey everyone, it's Lauren and Mark. Welcome to another edition of the Loose Lugs Racing Podcast. We have some great stuff in store. Let's get to it. All right. Hello, Loose Lug Nation. We have two very special guests today. Can't wait to get to it. Uh, joined with Mark, and then uh, also we'll start with Andy Monday. Andy, how are you doing Good, today, Mark? How are you guys? Hi, Andy. How are you? Appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Thanks for thanks for coming on again. We appreciate it. Uh, let's talk about your off season. How's that been going? Not too bad. A little bit different this year with uh, with everything going on with uh, craziness in the world, but. Uh, we built a new car last season, which kept us pretty busy. So the off season this year has been a little more low key. Um, so just been working, uh, working with sponsors and working with some, uh, putting some things together for 2021 and getting our car cleaned up and ready to go. You're a former track champion out at uh, WIR 2017 super late model champion. Um, what do you, what are you looking forward to most this upcoming season? Uh, again, we just kind of got our eye on the prize. Uh, we had a really competitive season last year. I thought we had one of the best cars at the track uh, consistently week in, week out, and uh, put ourselves in position to compete for that second track championship. Um, unfortunately, we had some uh, some run-ins where, uh, you know, we uh, turned uh, first and second place finishes into 17th and 18th place finishes on uh, last lap things going for the win. But uh, as they say, that's racing. And uh, we're really excited kind of coming into this year. Um, you know, everything we learned last year, you know, anytime you build a brand new car, um, there's a learning curve to adjust to what that car wants, the feedback that I can give to the team uh, to make things better. And uh, I thought we, we were really strong in the long runs last year and just really excited to get into to next year, um, kind of refining what we, what we already had built on last season. I've been hearing some rumblings through the grapevine of some meetings out at Kakana about some rules and stuff like that. Is there anything concerning or is everything uh, pretty smooth and getting ironed out out there? Yeah, everything's going pretty good. We have a very solid group of guys um, with the Fox River Racing Club in the super late model class. Um, we're actually having another meeting tonight. Uh, the focus of that meeting tonight is uh, more uh, to plan some special things for the red, white and blue series. Uh, 2021 will be the 50th annual uh, red, white, and blue state championship. So um, trying to brainstorm early here, uh, try to get some ideas down and make it a special and unique event. But uh, overall, uh, very strong uh, group of cars and sounds like everybody who competed with us last year is coming back and a uh, couple new rookie drivers. So it should be a pretty exciting year and, and the off-season meetings and stuff have gone really well. And uh, looking forward to uh, getting back at her here in May. For those who don't know about the Red, White, and Blue series, can you tell us about the um, prestigious history about it and, and how that all came together? Yeah, as, as much as I can. <laughs> I was born in, uh, you know, 10 years after it started, you know, back in the 70s. But um, really the, the red, white, and blue has been on the map, um, for Wisconsin and even Midwest racing, 
um, for quite some time uh, as it was, you know, one of the bigger events that drew in the bigger names. Um, I believe Dick Trickle won the Red, White, and Blue Championship maybe seven times. Um, Joe Shear, Steve Carlson, Jim Weber, um, a lot of big names. Matt Kenseth, Alan Quickie um, have raced here and won that throughout the years. So um, it was always a special event. It, it's kind of been moved around where originally I believe it was on Sunday afternoons. Then it got moved to Saturday nights. And then uh, probably about 15 years ago or so, um, it got moved to Thursday nights um, to incorporate it with the Fox River Racing Club. Um, so we've kind of taken taken that history with us and um, try to make it a special event. You know, it's extra laps, extra cars, um, increased pay, things of that nature, and uh, try to make it a special event and, and honor those that competed and won with that series in the past. So speaking about 2021, you have some very exciting news to incorporate our second guest into this. Yeah, I appreciate it. So uh, heading into this year, um, I'm uh, pretty excited. This is something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. Um, this will be my 22nd year racing, um, 14, 15 years in the super lates, I believe. And um, always wanted to compete on the next level. Um, I do enjoy racing Thursday nights at Kakana. That's where... You know, my family grew up racing. That's where all my sponsors are. And we're going to continue to do that next year, uh, trying to chase down a second track championship. Um, but in addition to that, um, worked out a deal with Travis Dassau and the guys at Apex Motorsports to um, run a second car with his team, um, you know, four to six races next year, really focused on uh, the bigger, higher paying races, the 10,000 win races. So kind of your more prestigious events here in Wisconsin uh, with the Joe Shear um, opener at Madison, uh, looking at the uh, Father's Day race at the Milwaukee Mile. The Slinger Nationals is something that I've always wanted to compete in, um, raced that Slinger a few times. Um, obviously, the Dixieland 250 is right in our backyard. We've run that one before. Um, and then some special events at the end of the year. There's going to be a Jim Sauter uh, special at the Dells and uh, Lacrosse Oktoberfest weekend. So some of these events we've competed before in the past with our uh, Thursday night car, um, but as both of you know, it is a little bit of a challenge um, when you're you're focused on one thing to bring that same car and compete at those other races. Um, kind of wears out the equipment, and you don't bring your your best stuff to both uh, when you're doing that. So. This was an opportunity and uh, really excited for it. I was able to work with Travis uh, last year. He helped us build this car together that we run at Kakana. And um, we had a really strong showing at the Dixieland and uh, was able to go to the Dells and the Cross as well with the same car. So looking forward to it. And like I said, this is something I've been wanting to do for a long time. It just gets, as you know, challenging with one car and, and one team to be able to bounce around and do some of those other races as well. Travis, tell us how this uh, deal came together and uh, how much you're looking forward to working with Andy. Well, me and Andy have been, you know, doing stuff together now. Like Andy said last year, we built the car together um, for Thursday nights. Um, Andy's come down, helped me in numerous times uh, over the years and just been friends for a long time. And he kind of approached me about doing something. And I mean, he kind of knew my situation that, that, um, you know, we got Casey and in, in the five car and, 
looking forward to actually having a full season and being able to do that, you know, that we weren't really able to do in 2020. We got, you know, 10, 15 shows in, but never really got a full season because of what's all going on. And, um, I, uh, I knew that there was a little opportunity there to have a couple extra races put in, um, you know, in place to maybe try to do a second car because of, um, not helping, um, another guy that, you know, I kind of did a lot of stuff for in the past and, um, made it a kind of an easy transition to talk to Andy and try to do something. And we got the equipment and, you know, he, were going to use his kind of his, his, uh, normal Thursday night guys to help crew it. And we'll be able to kind of work side by side, uh, with Casey and Andy and try to try to make that leap and, you know, be, be more competitive as a whole in a team and make it, you know, a lot of times, you know, two minds are better than one working on something. And I think, having two cars out there and at these bigger shows and being able to work together is really going to pay off. You know, Travis, you're a heck of a wheel, man. Um, you, you've gone on to this side. Are, are your days of driving, are they over? Or are you uh, finding yourself back in a car someday? You know, I, I'm not saying I'm retired, but I'm, uh, I think I'm done for a while. Um, you know, I got my, you know, I got Casey and Andy now working on, you know, doing their stuff and, um, my son is actually going to be five years old here come April. So we already have him a kid cart and we're going to go Tuesday nights to road America and do that. And, uh, you know, working, doing, you know, having the graphics shop during the day and going home, working on the race car at night, you know, with a couple guys in the shop and stuff like that. It, it gets to be, you know, a lot. And when I get to the racetrack, it, you know, I didn't even feel like racing anymore myself, you know, driving wise, by the time I get there, I'd be burned out and, didn't want to do even get in the cars so you know until stuff like that would calm down and you know things like that then i would maybe get back in the car but um right now i'm having a lot of fun doing this it's it's a different kind of you know feel when you go into the racetrack and knowing you're not getting in the car but yet you get to still see your own car going around the racetrack i mean some people probably would hate it um where myself i i really enjoy it it's um it's kind of neat watching watching your own, you know, something you built and something you're doing and seeing how, how it can do it. And, you know, how, how you stack up against everybody else. And, you know, now it's fun because now my son comes along most of the races and stuff like that. And just see his smile on his face, seeing our cars go around the racetrack that he comes into the shop and, you know, tells you which one's his and, you know, what's going to happen and how Casey did, or, you know, now how, you know, and we I would take him Thursday nights with Andy once in a while and he'd be all excited. And Andy's one of his best friends. He, he loves hanging out with Andy. So, you know, I, it's more of a family thing than anything. And I really, you know, the drive for me to drive wasn't there anymore. And this has been the next best thing. And actually, I think it's a better thing. So you've had a very uh, successful career in racing as well. How has that helped you transition into the owner crew chief role? Um, you know, I, at times it make you know, it makes it easier because, you know, the, when a driver tells you what the car is doing, you kind of know that feel. Um, but in other senses, it kind of makes it, you know, a little harder being, you know, driving that much and stuff like that, because you're watching the car go around the track and, you know, in your head, you get a little frustrated because you, you wish you would have did something different or whatever like that. But you know, at the end of the day, I mean, it, it's, it's definitely, um, it's definitely better to have that racing experience to be able to, to you know help you know 
talk it through with the guys and see see what the best move is to go forward. Andy, you had mentioned uh, how tough it is to run one car and do specials uh, to get crew guys. That's something that Mark and I have witnessed over the years. Um, tell us more about the challenges of trying to put together not only one car, but, but two and how you, uh, see that happening. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, you know, most race teams at a local level, um, it's pretty much buddies and volunteers that are, are helping and working on the cars. They're dedicating their, their own time, their time away from family, etc. Um, but a lot of them just have a general love for racing and, and that's really what I have on my team. Um, so a couple of guys who help me weekly and, uh, when we travel, um, Aaron Neverman, Dylan Wenzel, Craig Rothy, Todd Schutte, my brother, um, my dad, obviously. Um, and then, uh, Dave Reed and Travis have helped as well. So it, uh, it's something we all love and we enjoy, and it really helps when you have people with the experience, um, that, uh, that my group has, um, working on the cars you can trust, you know, that, uh, you know, you don't have to look over their shoulder when they're working on something. You can trust they're going to do it right. And um, I think the big thing, too, with our group is there's no egos there. Um, really, if if they're uncertain, if they need clarification on how something or was communicated or what we're going to do, they just ask. You know, I think a lot of times in racing, people are afraid to ask and then because uh, they don't want to look stupid. But then if they make a mistake, it's it ends up looking doubly as dumb, if that makes sense. So. Um, no, and, and, uh, to piggyback on what you asked Travis too, before working together, um, it really helps having someone like Travis who has the racing experience and the, the, uh, the time behind the wheel, um, when you're working together, especially when it comes to track and adjustments on the car. Um, a lot of these tracks that we're going to have on our schedule this year, Travis probably has more laps at them than I do. Um, so it really helps, uh, when you're providing feedback on what the car is doing, the adjustments you want to make. Um, and even, you know, there's times where he's gotten on the radio and had me adjust my line because he's watching other cars and he's seeing they're picking up speed, you know, uh, as things change throughout the race. And those are just the intangibles of the experience that you just can't get anywhere else. Can you both give me an opinion about, um, about a teammate concept? Um, here and there, we're actually seeing that there's, those guys are actually creating teams. Do you actually see the um, racing series kind of going that way with team concept uh, instead of being single? Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, looking at it, I mean, some guy, you know, it, it kind of depends on, I don't know. It's a hard question to answer. You got to look at, you know, like Andy said, like the ego part of it and things like that. I mean, Andy's down to earth. I mean, I'm down to earth other than when I get a little worked up on the radio, <laughs> but um, then you got, uh, you know, Casey's down to earth, you know, so that way, I mean, Andy's been coming along with us to races this year and stuff like that to help out Casey. And, you know, he was with us at the snowball derby and a couple other shows and things like that. And it's just, I think it the team dependent thing is kind of the, on, on the per on the couple people there are involved, you know, I mean, I, I think with, with Casey and Andy, you got two guys that have been around a long time, know what they need in a race car can race against each other without running into each other. And, um, you know, I think in that case it works, you know, where I, I think sometimes, you know, people have different agendas, people have different things going on. The younger kid 
that's just starting out, I think it'd be hard, you know, it'd be hard to have somebody like Casey and then have somebody, you know, like a 14 year old kid in the car on the, on the other side of it. Then I think team team stuff gets tough because, you know, it's, there's different agendas there and different, you know, as soon as something happens on the racetrack or you get, you know, too many people involved, it becomes a mess where, you know, you got two veterans doing it and trying to work together and, you know, getting them resources together as one team, I think really, really works, but you know, there's a time and a place. Yeah. And I'll add to that too. I think uh, with the limited amount of track time and practice we have at a lot of these bigger events, um, you only get so many bites at the apple um, for adjustments that you're going to make, you know, prior to getting ready for qualifying in the race. So um, when you split it amongst two cars, there might be some things we can try um, with my car or some things Travis tries with Casey's car. Um, and we can kind of share that feedback between the teams to make each other better. So that's, I think, going to benefit us both um, in the long run. Andy, tell us about your previous uh, experience and relationship with Casey Johnson. Obviously, will be a pseudo teammate uh, for a few races uh, uh, this year. So tell us about your relationship with Casey. I uh, first started racing with Casey when he came up uh, to run the Chase Motorsports car at Kakan. I believe it was 2016. Um, and right away off the bat, I mean, we knew Casey from his accomplishments throughout the state, um, you know, racing down by Jefferson, the Big 8 Series, Midwest Tour, etc., um, we knew he was going to be a top competitor going to a top team and, uh, right away, um, he was, and the thing that, uh, always was, um, nice racing with Casey is he always ran you clean. I mean, there were times we were battling for a win on a Thursday night and, you know, you got a little aggressive to try to take more space to, to make sure you secured the win and in case he wouldn't run you over, he, he would rather finish second than run somebody over for the win. That's just not his style and not how he races. So that gains a lot of respect from other competitors when you race like that. And I've always been a firm believer of racing people the same way that they race me. Um, and the same goes with Casey. Um, we've always had that respect on the track and more often than not, Casey's been, uh, been faster than me where, where, uh, I've watched him drive away from me, but then again, on the flip side, there's times like, Last year at the fall tundra race, uh, we came from the back of the field and passed Casey on our way to the front. Um, and he gave me the same respect and gave me the room coming through the pack. So um, I would expect nothing less. And um, Casey also, you know, is a big picture racer. You know, if he's going for a, a third Midwest Tour championship and looking at those sort of things, again, he'd rather finish second or third and, and uh, not have the car tore up. Travis, you're a pretty busy guy. Um, you own your own company, TD Graphics, down there. You started Apex Motorsports. Uh, tell us how it. Uh, tell us the challenges or how you balance uh, the workload that you have on you. <laughs> I have a uh, a wife that understands. <laughs> um, she, you know, she takes a lot of the load off taking care of. You know, we have two kids now. Um, stuff like that. You know, it, the day to day stuff at home. She does a great job taking care of them and. I get home and get to spend some time with the kids and the wife and stuff like that. And usually uh, one or if not both kids end up coming out and shop with me and working out in shop. And that kind of, you know, helps on the family side of things. And then work, you know, you, you find yourself working all day long at TD Graphics and you try to fit in any kind of racing, you know, stuff you got to take care of, you know, ordering parts or 
make a couple phone calls or whatever. And once in a while, my brother looks at me weird, like, you know, are you done with racing stuff for the day so we can get some done? But, um, you know, it's one of them things like I get, I can't sit down and not do something. So it's like, if I'm like the last month or so here at the shop and we haven't had a whole lot, you know, with, with the racing stuff going on and you got to find something else to start, you know, another project and things like that. So, I mean, <clears throat> I, I like the challenge of being busy all the time and doing stuff like that and trying to, you know, work my way, you know, work myself a couple different ways. And, um, it's just something I've been brought up with always having racing, you know, at night and work during the day. So it's, um, nothing really new and just part of life. Yeah, Travis, I was on your Facebook page and you put some wraps on some snowmobiles, man. <laughs> they look really awesome. Do you, uh, do you help other guys wrap cars uh, that you know of? So we, uh, and business-wise, we do – it's myself and my brother right now at the shop, and uh, I think we've probably done probably 20 sleds this winter. But, you know, race-wise, we do – I think last year we did upwards of 130 race cars that we wrapped. Um, so we uh, we keep ourselves busy in springtime, that's for sure, trying to get everybody handled and race cars together. And, you know, actually racing part of it is probably only about 20% of my business. So we uh, we, we got to find time for all them cars to – get in there between all the different commercial stuff we do for, for companies and stuff like that. So it's, uh, it keeps us, keeps myself and my brother busy here at the shop. Yeah. Uh, take a minute to tell us all that TD graphics offers. Uh, we do a little bit of everything, you know, we do, uh, like wraps. Uh, we also do screen print design and print. Um, we do banners, signs, um, we're trying to narrow ourselves a little bit just to, just to keep everybody happy and, you know, keep turnaround times down. But, you know, we're just, we do a lot of fleet graphics, you know, for different companies and stuff like that. So, um, pretty much, you know, anything your company needs or race team needs, we can, we can pretty much handle it. Uh, this question will go to the both of you here, and maybe I should have started with this. Tell us about how you got started in racing and, and how your love of racing came about. We, uh, my, uh, my father never raced himself, but he was, um, he was always into racing and stuff like that. Never really helped on a crew or anything like that. Um, sponsored a couple cars when I was a kid and that, and started getting, I think, the itch to go racing. Um, I was five years old. And him and my mom decided to buy my buy me a kitty cat snowmobile, and uh, we went racing. Uh, I started when I was five. My brother started when he was three. We worked our way up the ladder in the snowmobile ranks. Um, then we got bored in the summer, so we bought go-karts. So we raced go-kart snowmobiles and um, did a bunch of different stuff over, you know, over the years and that. And I got into super late model racing when I was 15 at Dell's, uh, racetrack and I believe it was Oh two. And, um, just kind of, you know, it was a family thing from the beginning and that's what I've always told my wife and stuff is that we'll always try to keep it a family thing. And when that kind of stops, I don't know, I don't think my wife will let me do that anymore if the kids aren't involved or anything like that. So, um, you know, it's, it's always been family. It's something that's been in my blood my whole life and it's kind of hard to get rid of that. <laughs> Hey, Andy, you know, um, I sponsored or we sponsored your car for a little bit, you know, and you you have probably the most sponsorship of any car that's out there. You want to give some oh, of them absolutely. guys some love out there? Um, I am 
so grateful for the uh, the amount of sponsors we have on our car. It's uh, it's truly humbling how many people support us and and want to see us do well. And and um, you know, not even just at the track on Thursdays, but all the following that we have on social media, the people buying T-shirts. Uh, appreciate each and every one of them. But from a sponsor standpoint, um, yeah, Monday and Associates Insurance. Siddons Martin Emergency Group, Darboy Corner Store, Advantage Inc., Cummings Electric, Colossal Toyota, uh, Yvette Claremont with the Atlanta Mortgage, B&B Race Engines, uh, Borshi Roofing, Van Ebram Painting, Construction Solutions, Automotive Supply, DC Auto Repair, Chimney Mechanics, Landscape by Shooty, Lake Park Pub, Van Zeeland Paint and Collision, Fairways Lawn Care and Snow Removal, Precision Powder Coat, Explosive Audio and Graphics, Mom and Pop's Bakery, Little Orbit Mini Donuts, Marty Nussbaum Racing Enterprises, X-Bar, Tesh Family, Fast Comfort VIP Suites, Pathfinder, FRS, Reed Enterprises, and uh, Jeff Hiding Builder. Again, I really appreciate all of them. And, you know, majority of these sponsors have been with me for multiple years, and some of them even when I first started racing back in 99. So um, a lot of them are just, again, very good friends and uh, enjoy coming out on uh, Thursday nights and helping us out. Andy, do you want us to tell us how you, uh, how your love of yeah, racing I grew started? Up, again, similar to Travis is kind of a family deal for me as well. So I grew up going to WIR on Thursday nights. As long as I can remember, my dad uh, raced in the sportsman class on the quarter mile um, in the late seventies, early eighties. Um, he helped Neil Moss for a while then on the quarter mile. Um, and then uh, he eventually was uh, a crew member for Jim Poggle out there with the Budweiser car. And uh, I grew up going to the racetrack, you know, every special, every Thursday night, every time Neil or Jim was racing, um, I was there. So I kind of got hooked and um, went to my dad and said, hey, I kind of want to try my hand behind the wheel and do this racing thing. And uh, I pretty much right away got told yeah if you want to do this uh that's cool but you're gonna have to pay for it you know yourself and figure it out so um i actually fetched a job at mcdonald's when i was 14 and started saving money and when i uh when i turned 17 i bought a sport truck from rob vandermoss um and uh we started racing sport trucks raising those for three years at kakana uh, moved up to the half mile with the limited late model class uh, ran that for a couple of years. We uh, captured the track championship there in 2003 um, and then got the opportunity to move up to the super late model level in 2004 uh, with Mike Butts. And uh, now I'm racing with Chad Butts on the half mile. And Chad was, you know, just the about the ages, same age as uh, Travis's son um, when I was racing for Mike Butts. So been racing super late model since then. And again, it's uh, it's a very family oriented sport for us as well. My brother races on the half mile. Um, my parents are there every week. My sister's there supporting. Um, so we really enjoy it. And uh, families that race together stick together. That's the old quote. And that's what we live by. Yeah, you hear so much about the uh, family sticking together and doing it as a family thing. And we, all of us involved in the racing community, think of us as one big family and not technically related, but we're all one big family. And, and Travis, you spoke about your wife, uh, Kelsey, a little bit there. She was a, a fantastic racer herself. Yeah, she raced for a long time, too. She started, I believe it was around 10 years old, too, racing go-karts and stuff. And she was actually a, 
WKA national go-kart champion. Um, she's got bigger trophies than I got. There's uh, trophies that <laughs> she's won at Daytona and mid Ohio and road America and all kinds of stuff and in go-kart stuff. And she moved up and raced in uh, super late model two for about uh, between super supers and limiteds for probably seven, eight years. So, and she actually had just, um, I think it's been about two and a half, three years now since she, she kind of hung up the helmet for now and, you know, with having the kids and everything else, but she always, uh, she always throws around the idea of always wanting to go back racing and I always try to get her to, and then something always comes up or we just don't, uh, she tried running a truck a couple, I think it was two years ago, following at the Dells and it ended up getting rained out. And I know I kind of bummed her out that she, you know, finally got back, got her back in the seat and then gets rained out. So I'm sure she'll be back once in a while, you know, sometime soon she'll want to get back. I think she has more of a drive to get back in the car than I do. So, um, I'm sure uh, one of these days she'll, she'll hop back in. So what would be uh, classified as a successful season coming up? What is, uh, what are your goals for this year? Uh, my goals, I guess, coming into this year is again, uh, try to put together uh, a consistent competitive piece on Thursday nights to compete for a championship. Um, you know, our goal is to try to win that second championship, but as you all know, there's, there's a lot of variables that go into that. And, uh, Really, if you can just put yourself in position um, to be in the conversation and, and be uh, be up there come August, then kind of anything can happen. So um, that's kind of my first goal. And as far as, uh, you know, these other races is really uh, working, building that relationship with Casey and Travis and, and bring the car out and um, being as competitive as we can. Obviously, you're stepping up to the next level and the competition level. Um, at those shows is is going to be a big jump um, just uh, working our way you know try to find our way into the top five and run competitively and um, hopefully uh, benefit the whole team not just uh, not just the 10 car yeah I think add into that you know it's on my end of stuff it's you know we want to between Casey and Andy it's we want to go to the racetrack and hopefully one of them wins, wins every race we both go to, you know, and then with Casey, we got a pretty good um, size schedule this year that we're looking to do and going back and like Andy was talking about the third Midwest tour championship along with uh, um, trying to defend a title and the life for five series at the Dells. And um, we're going to go back and try to do a couple more CRA shows this year and stuff like that to try to broaden horizons a little bit and, try to you know get Casey to some more racetracks he hasn't been to and we had some luck down at Anderson last year with the Redbud 400 and places like that so we're going to go back and do that again and now luckily this year they uh they've kind of gotten smart here on scheduling a little bit and Oktoberfest weekend and Winchester 400 weekend are on opposite weekends so that's uh that's one we're probably going to definitely go back and hit and we'll see how the season goes and hopefully we can make it back down to Florida and redeem ourselves there at the snowball. So where do you see Apex Motorsports going in the future? What's your vision for it uh, going forward? Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, I, I don't, I don't do it as a living. You know, I, I used to back in the day and stuff like that. I mean, I have my day, you know, my, my graphic shop here in a day. And I, I look at Apex Motorsports as just being a, uh, you know, a, a place to get away from, from the everyday grind, you know, and having drivers like Andy and Casey or, 
are definitely where I want to be. You know, I'm not, I'm not big into the, the development type thing anymore. Try to bring that young kid along and stuff like that. You know, I want to go to the racetrack and one, have fun, have the least amount of drama we can and um, go win races. And I think putting, you know, uh, accomplished and veteran drivers and doing that is the best way of doing it. You know, and I, I know my, my philosophy behind that's probably a lot different than a lot of these teams nowadays because everybody wants that almighty dollar and looking for that young driver that's going to bring money to the racetrack and, you know, pay for everything and, you know, do everything and pay big money to, to pay me to do it. But that's not kind of what we're trying to do. You know, we're, we're there trying to win races and, you know, be as competitive as we can be. And, um, you know, I think having two of the best drivers in the state is the, the way to do that. Are there any uh, sponsors that you'd like to shout out for Apex Motorsport? Um, you know, Andy or Andy's got a lot of great ones that's you know helped him, and a lot of them are coming over and helping out on his car. Um, Casey's got a lot of great sponsors that he's kind of brought along, and um, you know things like that. And I've had a couple that have kind of stayed with me here on um, from my racing career on the on the you know Casey's car, and I uh, got to give a shout out to Froggy at PMF. Um, he goes to Kakana every Thursday night with Bennett's and stuff too. And he, you know, he, he loves racing, goes to Kakana and the Slinger every week. And he's been a longtime supporter of myself, my wife, and my brother and everything in racing. So, um, I gotta give him a big shout out. And, uh, I got another guy that, uh, it's, uh, Snow Studs does, uh, snowmobile traction products. And he's new in the business, newer in the business, took over the company last year. And he's been a longtime friend and he's really helped out in the, the racing operation the last year or so. So those two are kind of my own that have kind of, you know, kind of come along and the rest are stuff that Casey and Andy have brought. And I've got to know a lot of them guys and uh, you know, that they, they both bring great people and, you know, very supportive sponsors and looking forward to this year. Yeah. You're talking about going when Fest and Winchester got their weekends, uh, split up there yeah well, that's on our plan to go on to both of them so we're looking so forward to it so hey i uh, wishing you guys the best of luck and you know uh, all the races that you guys are going to we're pretty much going to be scheduled to go there so we uh we're looking forward to see you guys down there yeah and, and uh if you're gonna you make those mark we uh look forward to watching your videos as well and i know uh i know you're gonna chuckle about this but you'll be amazed how many teams and drivers and um, crew members watch your videos not only right at the track, or I'm... even afterwards to really understand what happened and um, try to keep pace. So, things. so we appreciate all the shows you go to. I know when I'm, I know when I'm on uh, when I'm not able to make a Thursday night to watch Andy. I'm pretty much on your Facebook the whole night waiting for waiting for updates. So I uh, appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate that, guys. I, I definitely do that for the for the the short track racing and trying to get some more people in the stands and everything. And you know, and, and uh, yeah, I appreciate that. And I, and I, you know, I love the sport just as much as you guys do. And you know, and that's what it's all about. So yeah, thanks for the kudos on that. Yeah, thanks, guys, for coming on. We really do appreciate it. We can't wait to put this out and share it with everyone. Congratulations on. Uh, uh, everything that's happened in the past and what will happen uh, this future and coming together on a deal. Uh, good luck with everything and thanks Thank again. You. Thanks guys. See ya. And speaking of shout outs, I've been meaning to do this for a while now. 
Shout out to Benny and Carrie with Valley Gasket. Uh, Benny is one of our listeners there, so he's wanted a shout out for a while. He sponsors a lot of cars down at Kakana, including Casey Johnson's ride. So thank you for all that you do for our sport, and thanks for being uh, supportive listeners. This has been another production of Double L Sports Network. Hope you all enjoyed it, and thank you for listening.